0: I was still in corporate then. We had had a really good run and I had hit a point where I just, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't fulfilled anymore. I didn't really want to climb the corporate ladder. I was, a, what they call kind of a lone wolf. I mean, you know, kind of a performer versus leader, if you will. And, you know, we we had the place on, on, on we bought the place on the lake and we had a baby, a bun in the oven, if you will. And um, I was walking around the hallways of said, you know, this corporate place. And we, we knew we were going to have a daughter because we had the reveal party. And I thought, I just don't want her to look into eyes like I saw around the hallway. I just saw eyes that I didn't, I didn't, they didn't see a lot of, I didn't see a lot of life back. And at the time I was working at Coco, which was a co-working space and it was full of life. It was full of people building their dreams. And so when we'd go, she was at RSP Architects, I'd go and visit her and I would just come back alive.
1: Join us in Mixing Business with Pleasure, a podcast about loving your work and working with your love. Your hosts, Mike and Gabby, are entrepreneurs who have found their passion in both their personal and professional relationship. The pair who swore never to work with each other are now working happily together side by side in love, life, and business. Tune in each week as we feature co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together.
2: Welcome back to Mixing Business with Pleasure. We're going to do something a little bit differently this week. The conversation you're about to listen to, uh, the couple you're about to meet is absolutely amazing. They've done so many things, and we had such a great time talking to them that we went a little bit overboard. So in the interest of keeping the episodes to an acceptable time, we are going to do something different. We're going to release them in two parts this week. Part one, what you're going to listen to right now, it's going to be released today on Tuesday. And part two uh, will release on Thursday. So come back on Thursday if you like part one and check out the rest of the conversation. So let's get into it. Gabby, I've been really excited to have this conversation, honestly, since even before we launched the podcast. The, when we, We've been floating this idea for a little while and talking to people and just about everybody we talked to locally, at least, brought up your guys' names and said, we, should, we have to have you guys on. So really excited about that. So we have with us today, Michael and Allison Bedore, who are both serial entrepreneurs. They both have had very successful corporate careers prior to catching Entrepreneurial Bug. And since then, they've started numerous businesses together. Uh, they launched several consumer products, they have a successful sales coaching and lead generation company. They have a media company that puts out events and runs a podcast. So it's gonna be very exciting, wide ranging conversation.
3: And they have two kids, so balancing all of that with kid kid life, parent life is not easy. So, we are excited to dive in. Welcome to mixing business with pleasure.
0: Well, thank you for having us, you guys. Is a, it's a a huge honor, and it's we don't get a lot of opportunities to kind of get personal. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and do this together. So so it's an honor. Thank you.
4: I think it's also fun to be on this side for me because you usually have a spotlight. So I'm. I'm jumping in with you today.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> well, we're, we are glad to provide the spotlight to the both of you.
4: Yes.
3: <laughs> All right, so we are gonna jump in with the standard two questions that we try to ask everyone on the show. Work and love are four letter words. So I wanna ask the both of you, what are your favorite four letter words?
0: Well, that is an amazing question. And I'm gonna punt this to you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is the one that I prepared. <laughs> mine, mine came quickly. Mine would be hope. I think in a lot of areas of life, business and personal, it's just having the, the perseverance and, and just knowing that there's good things coming, that God has good things prepared. Mm -hmm. And just, there's been a lot of challenging times. And I think just having hope for your business, hope for your family. Yeah, that that would be mine. (laughs) I love it. I love it.
0: I would say it if we're gonna stick with four letters, uh chill. Like I think mm. I think we that's can- five.
3: That's okay. That's I was gonna say it's four it's the misspelled version. It's chill, like a really like short L chill.
0: Hummer, <laughs> I really uh yeah. Was it's not my first choice, but I'm like, four letters, there we go. <laughs> what I mean by that, though, is balance, chill, whatever it is, is this is not possible unless you can turn it off. And I think the failures that we, any failures we've ever had, for me, I'm not going to speak, but has been, I couldn't chill. And this go around, and this is our what, fifth or sixth uh, deal here. We've just learned that you control the things you can't, you st- th- th- control the, control your environment, control the things that you can control. And the things that you can't do well, find somebody who can and take care of them because that was a really learning experience so i've learned to chill and believe it or not you know i'm spending more time with my kids than i had before when we're in the zone we're in the zone when we're out of the zone though like i work from home we've all been you know we've been working from home for like a decade but you know you you have to you have to regulate that and say okay this is work time and then when it's not work time then it's family time and i haven't been great at that but i'm really I feel like this go around has been the best I've been. And that, that has allowed me to chill and uh, live in the moment when it's, when it's present, you know?
3: That's wonderful, I love it. Hope and chill, those are great four and five letter words. All right, next question. What can, you know, when, it, when we talk about, you know, couples working together, sometimes it's business that comes first, sometimes it's love that comes first. So in your case, what came first, business or
4: love? Definitely love.
0: Definitely love. Yeah, definitely love.
4: Yeah, we were both in very different professions to start. And then uh, eventually he kind of tiptoed into entrepreneurship and then slowly over the course of time convinced me to join and we haven't looked back, but definitely started with love and boy, we had, I think you started our first, well, it was right around the time our daughter was born. Well, I, so it was, But our first
0: business would be those properties we acquired, I think. I mean, we discount that as a business, but, you know, rental business kind of thing. It wasn't like very big. It was just her and I. And I don't know. I think that the reason I bring that up is I think that really gave me faith and confidence in if I can't do this by myself, I know I can do it with you because we kind of jumped in the rental thing. Like, you know, we were like 30, you know what I mean? And we, it's all like your we experience. And we just decided to go for it. Best, Hands down the best decision we ever made. Cause it's, it's uh, helped us when, when a business bombs is we, we have you know, those things to kind of cover. But uh, yeah, I consider yeah, it my, our yeah. first business, but you know.
4: Well, I think when we jumped in, jumped, I think that was a nice testing grounds because it helped us to see each other's strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and then kind of understanding how we could use those to play and then knowing when we jumped in full-time that, all right, we, we can kind of balance this professionally. <laughs> Personally is a whole nother issue. <laughs> So, Mike, I know you wanted to do a
3: little bit of a, yeah. a, a quite Q&A around businesses. So, Michele and Allison, you guys have, correct me if I'm wrong, you, you guys have five companies, businesses. Well, six that, if you count the six, rental business, Six not, if right? you count the rentals <laughs> that you guys have launched and are operating. <laughs> or or tell us a little bit about, so t- Mike, you you huh? wanted to dive into this. So, go ahead.
2: Well, so I guess let's start, uh, I'm just going to go down the list that you guys sent us. I mean, you uh, was the roof rack, was that, the, was that one of the first things you guys did other than the yeah. rental properties?
0: That was, yep, that was the first. Uh, so like, how, tell us about that. Yeah, that was, that was, so I was still a corporate then. We had had a really good run and I had hit a point where I just, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't fulfilled anymore. I didn't really want to climb the corporate ladder. I was, a, what they call Kind of a lone wolf. I mean, you know, kind of a performer versus leader, if you will. And, you know, we, we had the place on, on, on we bought the place in the lake and we uh, had a baby, a bun in the oven, if you will. And um, I was walking around the hallways of said, you know, this corporate place. And we, we knew we were going to have a daughter because we had a reveal party. And I thought, I just don't want her to look into eyes like I saw around the hallway. I just saw eyes that I didn't, I didn't, they didn't see a lot of, I didn't see a lot of life back. And at the time I was working at Coco, which was a co-working space and it was full of life. It was full of people building their dreams. And so when we'd go, she was at RSP Architects, I'd go and visit her and I would just come back alive. And, and her family is entrepreneurial. So, you know, we'd go to Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff and we get to hang out with her dad and her uncle, all these people that were, were doing that. And it made it, it made it realistic, I guess, for the first time for me. She'd always had, you know, growing up like that. So mm-hmm. she kind of had more of, of the confidence, I think. And I didn't, but through, through my love with her and through my love for her family, and uh, some of those experiences at Coco, we thought, well, we've, we've had a good run. If we're going to do it, let's do it now. You know what I mean? Our kids are in school. Like, why not? And, uh, and then we, we launched ODM and BBG at the same time. BBG was a fractional VP of sales and marketing agency. We did some talent placement too, but we helped uh, professional service companies get acquired. But in the same time, we, I met some guys, some young guys, like Carlson grads. I, I think they're Carlson. Well, anyway, recent grads that were at a showcase, like a startup showcase. And in the corner, they had this, 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 this soft rack. It was branded different, didn't look the same or whatever. And they're like, oh, I wish we could, wish we could sell more of it. That this would be fun to do. And I was like, well, if you give me a rack, I will, I'll, I'll meet with you guys and I'll, we'll put a plan together. And then we got, it was three hours. It was supposed to be a half-hour meeting. It was three hours later. I came <laughs> and I'm like, I think we're going to go into business with these guys. <laughs> you Because know? all they need is, is better design and some marketing and sales help, which is what we're both strong at. And... They had all the operations and all the other stuff. And I'm like, so we talked about it and we did it. Um, talk about jumping in though, <laughs> we <were laughs> just going, ops agreement. I mean, we, did, we ended up signing <laughs> one, but like, we didn't know what we were doing. Uh,
4: no. <laughs>
2: we <laughs> so, much it was a three hour meeting that led to a, uh, to a business venture. Sounds and
0: like it. and it was amazing. It was, uh, we got, uh, we get a crowdfunding thing, hit 270% of our goal. Before it even existed, really. I mean, she she was able to, you know, from the architecture thing, make anything look real. We put it on my car. It was in the middle of the snow. It was a beautiful shot. And then we put it on uh, Crowd Supply. And we got featured in Touch of Modern and Uncrate and Dude, I Want That and a bunch of these kind of sites. National
4: Geographic. We, yeah, we ranked <laughs>
0: Wow. At, we ranked that your nat- yeah. number one sport utility rack in National Geographic. Oh, National Geographic and Men's Journal. Oh, that's
4: right. But, but, or, oh, maybe well, it was Men's one Journal. One of them
0: called it something else. But anyway... It was a rocket ship and it just, I think it was, it was, i say it was like too fast, too fast, too furious. You know what I mean? Like none of us really knew, we're like, whoa, (laughs) and none of us really knew how to do it. And so that one didn't work out as well as we thought we we were hoping. You know what I mean? But we learned a lot. We learned a lot. Are you
2: you still involved or is it, or is it kind of run its course?
0: No, we exited, uh, 2000. I think we won that award. I think it was 2016 number one sport utility rack or blah, blah, blah. And then I think 2017 is when we, we kind of retired from that. We had some, you know, long story, but it, it, it just didn't work out like we thought or like we were hoping, but it was a lot of fun. Very,
4: a very quick, very extreme learning experience. <laughs> I mean, so what, what was one key
3: nugget that you guys took from that experience?
0: I think that if you're going to go into a partnership, you need to understand where everybody sits, like where everyone's heart is at. Mm-hmm not everyone's checkbook or skill set is that. So for instance, we, we had the opportunity to be acquired twice for one of them for a pretty sizable chunk of change. And the other one for, you know, a good, good, a good amount. But my understanding was the, one of the founder, one, the original founder did not want to sell, you know, this is a fantastic product. You know, he engineered it. He had all the relationships, all the stuff. And the other guy and I were like, let's, let's hit a home run. Our first, uh, entrepreneurial, you know, adventure out of the gates, let's just hit a home run. Right. And so, you know, we owned less and he owned more and that was kind of the decision was made. And, you know, that's where we were at. So that's about when we, we, we exited and let, let it run its course. And it doesn't exist today, unfortunately. So, but it probably was a good thing though, because had we been acquired by, by the folks, the the original folks, you know some of these names of people that were gonna do this. It probably would have spoiled us. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like I don't feel like I was spoiled as a kid, but I that would have definitely spoiled me. <laughs> <laughs> so so it sounds like I mean it
2: it sounds like the you guys didn't have an exit strategy plan. Like there wasn't a, like there wasn't an end objective, right? You just sort of jumped in, did it, and then kind of played it out to whatever was gonna happen.
4: This was a little bit of a, a side project on a side project. Yeah. So we really had an entrance strategy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, BBD was our main business. I mean, that paid the bills, you know? Uh, and it was something we were, we were, <laughs> but yeah. And the thing about it, I would say, and I don't want to keep speaking for you, but I am. Is... Well, this, this
4: was more, I mean, I was helping with the design and kind of assisting, but I was still in a different category at this point in time. So this is your.
0: You. You were still architecting. And I was still <laughs> slinging software. So, I mean, it wasn't a full-time. So, I mean, that's why it's like, oh, that, that sucks that it didn't work out. But it, we didn't, like, lose our, ho- our home or anything. You know what I mean? Right,
4: There's, right. I know
0: folks that have, that have been in that situation. and That was their lifeblood. And that really can hurt. Well,
4: you know? And for both of us, that was our first B2C experience. And we learned a lot about the retail world and, and things that helped us down the road considerably.
0: Econ, like pricing. I mean, yeah. the CPG world is every imagine everything was new and we thought about it for about 45 minutes we're like let's go <laughs> <laughs> we learned that like we're not afraid to take a gamble that's for sure
3: <laughs> well I think I think you're you, I think really your four-letter word is risk it sounds like because that's that's I a big risk
0: I would have said that one
3: <laughs> <up. laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You you have to take risk, but you need hope. You know, you need hope, and then <laughs> you got to hope
2: that your that your risk assessment was yeah,
4: right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to pivot a little bit, maybe, and talk about Allison's career because from what we know, Allison, you are an architect by trade, and you worked in architecture, and now you are co owners, co entrepreneurs with your with your husband on these, you know different ventures. Let's talk about you for a minute and talk about how you went from being an architect and what your current role is today. You know, what you do, what you contribute to the numerous businesses that you and Mikolai operate together.
4: Sure. Well, I feel like this is still something that I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out myself a little bit, even just looking back. So my background is in architecture. I worked for well, over a decade at, at some really well established firms. It's actually what brought me to Minnesota, I was a position with Perkins Will. I worked overseas for a while and I, I loved it. I loved everything about architecture and I never thought I would ever leave <laughs> in forever. And I guess life happens and, and things change. And I was still loving what I was doing, working on some amazing projects. But the, the part of architecture that I love the most was the design and I guess for me it was like it was like problem solving in three dimensions and that's something that I've like from puzzles to whatever I've always loved that and he started uh, BBG the Bidore business group when our daughter was born and I think from then he just kind of started planting seeds because he was working with businesses and as, as you were going along, I guess there started to be more and more design needs. So I would be working on architecture, but then I'd help you a little bit at nights here and there. And then the needs grew. And then we started taking on clients that were interested in more of a, a holistic branding through like marketing through sales experience. And it was probably three or four years in when I kind of started to look at things. And you go, well, you know what, this is exciting to be able to use to use the design thinking at a grander scale, even beyond three dimensions, it's almost like four dimensions. I don't know if <laughs> you're getting into time, but it's, it's looking at the cons- construct of these businesses and how can we really help them from even, so I, I guess the first jumping off point that I took was helping a client from branding, which in architecture, we do a lot of branding. We're working with businesses, we're working with companies, and we oftentimes did rebrand them. There was a, a hotel in Wisconsin, that I worked on explicitly with that, but it was rebranding through then, bringing that into the marketing, into design. And they were also working on their office building at the time, moving into a new space. So it was cool to be able to bring that then, even bleeding it into the architectural piece. So that, that was really the motivation to start and still something I'm trying to figure out how to piece in, but I've gotten a little sidetracked in sales. So it's, it's funny to tell people that my background is in architecture and now I'm doing sales because it seems like a complete disconnect, but (laughs) it's been an interesting journey. And I I think for me, since we started Coffee and Closers, which is our, our monthly podcast, that's something that has really intrigued me as far as how it's been helping people and how it's impacted people. And for me, I've been heavily involved in the experience of that. Mm-hmm. And then also the look and feel as well. And I think that for me is where I'm finding a lot of fulfillment is just seeing, seeing how it's helped people along the way.
0: It's funny cause we, uh, and you never, so the, the, the hotel she's talking about is this amazing hotel is actually, it's owned by the guys who started Jamf. And it's we Lismore were. Lismore and Eau Claire. Oh, wow! <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been, it's amazing, but we were, we were working with Jamf at the time. Like we, BBG was. And she was working with them on the architecture front. We got nominated yeah. for the uh, Twin City Startup Week Award this last year, 2019. And in front of us was Chip Pearson. And I worked with his company. And he's like, oh, nice to meet you. I'm like, what? He's like, and then somehow they got to talking. And he's like, oh, the list horn. You're the, oh, you know. She was <laughs> the celebrity that I think she is. And it was really cool for her to, to have that conversation because uh, she clearly did good work because those guys were really impressed. And Chip remembered Thank you. you.
3: Awesome! Awesome! Wonderful! Well, let's 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 go back to talking a little bit more about your businesses. So we talked about the 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 the, the sports rack experience, Odium Outdoors.
2: Where does the uh, CBD industry come into play? How would you guys get into that?
0: You know, here's another one. It was a conversation that we had. So I lived in Colorado. That's where one of the like. So we're big snowboarders and wakeboarders and stuff like that. And less now because we're well, I'm not. I'm old and out of shape but so that's what the roof rack thing it wasn't just random it was like oh I snowboard and paddleboard this would be great for my sports car because I I didn't want to attach something to it but the CBD thing was like we were having a we had our attorney out at the time name is Zach Robbins and uh, we had his family out and we're on the boat we're floating around and I don't know how we got to talking about CBD he was telling us all the stats and all the stuff and he's like you know it'd be really fun to he was starting to get into that world as they run Canna MN which is like a newsletter it's like the Blog and whatever for that industry in Minnesota. and uh I don't know we were sitting with his wife and him and started dreaming a little bit in the water and well
4: we also had I don't know if it was that same weekend or it was a different weekend but we had Rich and Lori here and they had been in the medical field forever right. and they had been talking about the benefits of CBD that they've that seen and that how it's been kind of stifled in the market we'll say for like a decade and just how they've seen some of the impacts of it so I think that's why we were like interesting so there's something that's helping people and the timing is coming into play. So I think that's where it piqued interest.
0: <laughs> and then Zach was like, we should do something about this. Maybe we should start, start a company. And we're like, what the hell? <laughs> Before, um, because, you know, for us, like I'm the sales guy in town and, and she's the designer, but we both have other skills that we kind of sublet. You know, like I do more marketing and copy, copywriting, you know, than, than probably in these companies than anything else. She does all the design and the builds of the sites and all the, everything that makes it look our companies have always looked bigger than they are because of her talent you know what i mean and so for zach being an ops guy he's like all i need to do is find product and get product to point a to point b and you guys will do all the the
3: do the rest yeah and 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 you know what i think i think now more and more it's becoming obvious and it's becoming such an important factor but design is really such a big part of of a business you know i mean yes the branding and the logo and all of that that's fine but but everything else that comes around with that it's so important and it and it and can it can often be what makes or breaks a company or a product is just not not having that design thinking not having uh, something that that like you said McLeod, that makes a company look bigger than it is there is this conception or misconception or whatever you want to call it that you know if you don't have if you don't look a certain way, then you're not a certain way. If you don't have the look of a big company, and what does a big company have? They have, you know, that design thinking. It's it's so valuable today. So that's, I think you guys clearly have a skill, you know, dual skill sets, multiple skill sets that combined really create a very powerful force, which is now completely obvious why you guys have started so many businesses and and have tried so many different ventures because you have such a, a, an important set of skills that honestly a lot of people don't have and if they don't have it they can't get off the ground right they can't they can't move that idea forward so that's that's pretty incredible.
0: i was gonna say thank you for saying that and you know I, I'm glad you're saying it and not me because I don't know about you guys but it's like if someone else says it it's like that is yeah, I never. It took a while, and I'm not saying that you that you're over it, but like, if it wasn't architecture, it wasn't design. And I'm like, honey, you have no idea how good you are. Like to your point, like Thank it's you. it's it's such a talent. But since it's not architecture, it's like, eh, you know, <laughs> eh, whatever. That's not real. And, and so I've been trying to tell her like your skill is so beyond just one industry.
3: You know, in a way, you think a little bit that design has been commoditized a bit because. Almost everyone can go out there and you know dink around on Photoshop and there's Canva, which is my favorite tool. <laughs> I, I, I say I'm I'm a design I play designer on TV. I'm I don't have any design background <laughs> whatsoever. But with with tools like Canva, you know you you can you can get by. But I think having a real sense of understanding of design and structure and form and function. That is real talent and, and that's again where I think it applies in, in all types of business thinking, you know, in, in all types of businesses and in all types of industries, not just a design heavy industry like marketing or advertising is, but but any kind of industry where you're selling something, you're communicating something, and what business isn't selling something, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, yeah. so
4: it's, yeah, it's taken me a while to kind of see that I think, but it's true. There's a lot of the nuances that really make a big difference as far as whether it's whether it's elegant or whether it's just put together. I guess. <laughs> yeah.
2: So is, is that is that company still uh, is is it Hemeny? Is that or how do you pronounce the
0: Hemeny? And it was, it was it was <laughs> it was Harmony, like hemp and harmony kind of mashed together. I got to be honest, I was. Really excited about that name. That was uh, <laughs> I don't remember if it was you or me or whatever, but it was I was like, oh yeah, this ri- this is gonna rip. <laughs> oh, I love that kind of stuff. Again, I like to write copies, so like that was yeah. you know, it is still it's we're, we're not a part of it. We kind of missed we kind of missed the shot. You know what I mean? Like we were in it, and and to be fair, it was good for all of us. It wasn't like it wasn't an odium situation, it was like kind of a mutual thing We're up, oh, you know, CBS, Walgreens like. We were, and we couldn't do it any faster. And the problem was that we got this, uh, our, my partner, our partner, sorry, Zach was a product. Like it had to be the best product ever. And it was, we still use it. We st- I love it. And we sold a lot of it um, online. We just, the margins were, were tight because of how Amazon gouges. And um, then all of a sudden we're ready to do this huge launch like right before the holidays. I think it was, and we were, we were on page two or three or something on Amazon. We were doing yeah. really well, but then the big boys came in and just we just we couldn't compete. You know what I mean? We just had we done it like a, a six or eight months, maybe in a year ago, it, it would have been perfect. But here's where we here's where we 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 whiffed is it we couldn't sell it on on Facebook. We couldn't. It was hard to market and advertise yeah, because say, it was illegal
4: at, at the time. There were still a lot of restrictions around yeah. what you could, could not do, and then when they were lifted the big boys came in right there away. you
0: go that's, a, that's
4: so though it's still going on and we still have the company we've, yep. we've all kind of more or less stepped away from it and said this was fun and we all enjoyed this but yeah. we're not going to compete in, in that it, it's
0: sold on amazon now like it's still sold on amazon but all all the partners are kind of it's kind of like gone autodial we've got a great guy one of our partners that's that's able to still sell it but as far as making money and margin I mean, there was there was you know we we i guess we're clumped together so there was three partners but anyway, uh, three partners and all of us kind of were like, ah, we, we we just missed the boat. I mean, it was and it was such a short window. It was like now it's federally legal, so now you can all the sanctions are lifted. So you can sell, you can market on these places. I mean, Amazon was giving us crap too. Like you couldn't say and
4: our site got pirate. It was just a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: was just- more more learning we're learning for sure yeah that was a wild one but we learned a ton I mean we made friends in the cannabis industry we learned more about the health benefits of CBD we learned more about the the,
4: it helped me through my pregnancy
1: yeah
0: wow Uh, like we we were huge believers in it it just it was you can't make it up it it was like the federal thing held us from from growth once that was lifted you know we were knocked out and I'm sure not alone but again gave it a shot right Lot of fun. Love those guys. Those partners are fantastic guys. We still, you know, keep in touch with those guys and and hang out when we can.
3: That's awesome. I have a a good friend of mine here in the Twin Cities that has a a store, several storefronts that sell CBD products. Um, but
2: Steve his name is Steve Brown. He runs nothing but hemp. We, know, guys, we Do Steve. you know Steve? Absolutely. I was gonna ask, you guys must know him if you're in that space. Yeah, no, yeah. nothing but him.
0: We we actually were on their shelves back in the day. Oh my
3: goodness, yes. So Steve and I grew up in Massachusetts together. We went to um, Long Meadow uh, Middle School and High School. We lived on the same street no. and isn't it crazy? We used to carpool to school and then he moved to Minnesota, I kind of forgot why. And I moved to Minnesota 10 years ago, exactly 10 years ago. And he was the only person that I knew when I moved out here. So, so yeah, we've, I've known Steve for a very long time.
0: We love those guys. In fact, when I said we learned stuff, I would say over half of it was from Steve and Steve wow. and Zach are really yeah. good buddies. In fact, if you out. go to our fa- like we still, we still have our stuff out. We're, we're, we're sitting in their shop on, off of it Lake, Lake street. The one. Yeah. yeah he's got the Lake street yeah, shop. Yeah. Lake, Lake street, Brian. Yeah. You're right there. That's so great.
3: Goodness. What a small world. What a yeah. small- well, I want to learn more. I got to learn more about this, the, the benefits of, of CBD. I ended up, bought my dad has arthritis and he does woodworking. He, that's become his second, he's retired, but is a second career, second, whatever you want to call it. He does woodworking. He has some beautiful stuff. And, but he's, his, his hand has been bothering him. So I, I bought him some CBD, like a rub and he says, he says it works. So there must be some
4: truth to it.
0: It's you're gonna have to talk to Stephen about it because I'm. Just gonna...
4: <laughs> There's a lot of science behind it, but I don't think we're gonna be able to explain it to you. Yeah, right that's now. for a different podcast. Um... I, was, I was about to jump
0: in, but I can't even spell chill. So you know what? Just... <laughs> Let's just skip it.
3: <laughs> so what was? I love this conversation. What was the? Uh, what was another nugget that you learned as entrepreneurs with with Hemony and how? I mean, you talked a lot about the restrictions and government and so on and so forth, but you know and that obviously played played a big role in your ability to 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 go anywhere with the company what was what what was your key takeaway
4: from from that experience how important timing is and yeah. also that was one that we got into more because it seemed like a good opportunity and because we were passionate about the product we weren't expecting our primary source of income to come from that but we really liked our partners and they were fantastic?
0: Out of all the businesses we've started, there's been two that have really been successful. And they are BBG, Door Business Group. That was, that was I mean, the only reason that, that we, that kind of, that's a wild deal where it got like, it got gobbled up by the, the, the podcast. Like, Closed Media is a byproduct of, of, so, of, uh, of the podcast. It's almost BBG, now the new offerings are almost BBG 2.0. Because BBG was great, it just was built wrong. It was built around me. And, and we just, it wasn't scalable and I just got burnt out. It was just, it was too much. Right. And, and then, you know, but I guess the point is, is that Closer to Media Now and BBG, those were probably, I would say our most successful. Now, Odium was successful, right? But a different kind of successful where it just kind of, what I found, sorry, I'm going to make this shorter than I'm doing here. <laughs> I think, I think what I learned from, from, from Hemity in particular is be in love with what you're doing and go all in. Yeah, When we don't, when we didn't go all in, I think that's why Odium, you know, the ones we just kind of...
4: I was, that was going to be my other comment is that a, a lot of like the Odium and Hemini, it was more, they were set up to be side projects and we did them as side projects to be able to run, but th- that wasn't really where a lot of our time and focus was. So I think it'd be, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket, but at the same time, you need to focus. <laughs>
2: So, yeah. so let me ask you guys a question, because it, it, it's been something that's been on my mind for a while, and this just totally brings it up. Do you think it's possible to do, to, to like work on two projects and scale them at the same time well, or even more than two? Because I mean, you guys have done more than more than one thing at a time, but like you said, some of them weren't successful because you weren't giving them enough attention partially.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, it depends on the projects and if they complement each other. If they're disparate, how many had nothing to do with revenue growth, and neither did o- uh, Odium, right? But BBG existed through through both of those experiences. However, closers are uh, sorry, uh, coffee, coffee and closers, closers and BBG and now and now closers media, if you will. I mean, I don't want to say BBG is now closing media, but it kind of is. They 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 both complement each each other, mm-hmm. and therefore they could rise together. But if so, I. I you know, in our experience, we've never had success running two things at one time that were not con- like somehow connected and support each other. That's our experience, and
2: that validates my thoughts because I have the same exact <laughs> the same exact thought on it. So that now now there's a, now I know there's at least one, two other people that think that way. <laughs> yeah,
4: I, I agree with what you're saying. If you can kind of work on them and they and you're excited about the direction of both of them building together. But if it's more of an, I mean, at least for us, yeah. it, not to say it can't happen because in our minds we were thinking, well, this is great. We'll, we'll build up this. It'll be running by our other partners because we are just helping at the beginning. We don't need to help throughout. And then this is our primary job. It just didn't work out that way for us.
0: <laughs> and I'll tell you, if, if all of this thing goes to hell, like we, we have, we're going to go start a, what we call it, what do we call it? Like a, a design and copy, like a, like a promotional kind of agency for e-com stuff. Cause we were really good at that part. It was just running them that, that that we weren't good at. But I don't think it's because it couldn't have been done. I think we were just so distracted with our our other you know our main kind of jobs, if you will. And anyway, that's my thoughts. I I would love to be proven wrong, but we 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 haven't been able to pull it off yet.
3: So, for the quickly just for the benefit of our listeners, and we'll have links to the post show recap and everything. Can we talked a little bit about BBG? We've mentioned closers, media, Clo, uh, coffee, and closers. In case there's anyone out there that listening that doesn't know what those are can you give us a quick overview of those companies and kind of the interplay between them and how that started how that came about and and then also your individual roles within those organizations
4: sure. yeah let me do to... oh you start with bbg i'll jump in okay. with coffee and closers and then there we go. Here we go
0: so we started bbg as oh okay the, the truth behind BBG like ODM was going on. BBG was like, I've always been, I want to get presence club in sales. I want to climb that thing. I want to win the award, win the award, win the award. Prove to myself, wait, prove, you know, tell me I can't do it. I'm going to go do it. And entrepreneurship was something I just thought was cool. And I wanted to do it. And I had no plan. So BBG was all kinds of things. Like we started out building uh, teams, like recruiting. And then we found out that some of these people shouldn't be building teams. They need somebody to help the plan and infrastructure together, and then build a team. You know what I mean. So that became that consulting thing, (laughs) and then and then it became at the end a fractional VP of sales thing where we helped companies get acquired because we kind of combined all those things, right? That was that was what we were doing, and it was me for a a while. Then she joined, which was amazing. We had Susie, then we had Rich and Rich and Rich. We had three Riches at one time. You know, we had and and it was what it was. The problem was is like I said, it, it just wasn't scalable, and it became stressful because. As a fractional VP of sales, for us anyway, you, you're performing for the client. You're trying to win the internal trust of their 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 employees because we're not one. We're a you know fractional deal, and then of course you still have to bring home the bacon. So it just became a lot of a lot of work, and we were doing really great. It was a great financial years, but I started to get really uh, tired. You know what I mean? It, like physically and mentally.
4: I think this is also where where we started to realize the difficulty of having a work-life balance mm-hmm. because then we started okay well this is the these are the things I need to get done and I'm the only one that can do them so I just need to work until they get done and then we're working nights and trying to take care of the kids you know and then working after they go to bed And then it just it got to be a lot but out of that at one point somewhere in the middle there you started having coffees with a whole bunch of people and we were looking at I think Susie and I Susie pulled up your calendar and said Mikolai, here is your week Yeah. Your week is so full of having coffees with everybody that I can't put any client meetings into it.
0: (laughs) I wanted to help them. I wanted to give them advice. You know, these are all smart people and all they couldn't do is sell their stuff. And I'm like, "Ah, it's the only thing I can do. So, you know, let me me help them.
4: So that's when we started a little gathering at at Fuel Collective, which was Coco then. Uh, Had a room. You know, just said, here, we're going to bring in another salesperson. We're going to ask him really direct questions so that you guys can glean this information and hopefully help you be more successful. Mm-hmm. And that's really all that it was. I mean, we were hoping we'd get clients out of it, but it wasn't really geared that much towards that either. It was yeah. really getting you off the streets. And then from there, it's, it was so successful that it's just kind of continued to grow. And we've been growing out of three spaces now, obviously with COVID, but we were kind of heading virtually anyway. And it's been interesting to see now that's kind of taken off and become its own its own vehicle, its own piece. Yeah. And then from that, BBG has really transitioned into Closer's media mm-hmm. as a way to be able to support that, but also to get it so that it's not a business based around McLabador, that it's based on sales acceleration and growth. And now we have some really great products that we're excited about. Yeah um, to to be able to help people further. I mean, so they can come and have the knowledge and coffee closes is free. And then now we have like, here's, here's the next step. If you want to.
0: Yeah. We're launching this lead generator. It's an end to end lead generation to conversion to close for, you know, mid to to mid small to mid-sized businesses. And it kind of comes in as an accelerator for your marketing efforts, you know, from getting those, those, those conversations to then our close coaches coming in and and helping you coach those to, to close. We've been beta testing it for a little while here. And it's been amazing. And I look at this and we go, man, this is what BBG should have been. It was just, you know, it was, we have other, we're we're certifying coaches. We're training people to, to take over for me. And then her role as CEO is to make sure everything runs. My role is as chief revenue officer is to sell, you know, to educate people on what we offer on these two packages and then, and guide them to, to one of them, hopefully, and then serve the snot out of them and help them, you know, achieve their revenue goals. Now, how big is your team? There's six of us, but I'll tell you one, one thing. Gario has another teammate. The reason why Copping Closers exists today is because of an individual named Gario Harrison. He was the CMO or CO, I can't remember which one, over at, uh, at, at COCO and now Fueled. He helped I, him I, know, about- I know
2: Gario. I met with him a long time ago.
0: Oh, okay. So he's, right before we started the first episode ever, I mean, again, I'm not much of a planner if you can't tell at this point. Um, he goes, you know what? We should record this. So he gets like one of those little
4: that was the jam very first episode. First episode. Like, yeah. He goes,
0: he's like, we should record this. We're like, <laughs> whatever. I don't have a camera. But so he put this thing on. <laughs> and that was it. And then it was just like, because <sighs> we put it, he put it up on Coco's website. People are like, what is this? And then we finally built a website. So we put it on ours. And then all of a sudden it just, it was just uh, amazing. And now two, after all these years. Two
4: or two and a half years later or whatever it is.
0: He's our CEO. Yeah. Wow. Wow, partner. Awesome. We haven't announced this yet because we're waiting for our new website to be done, but yeah, we'll be announcing that shortly.
2: We adore I, saw he, I, think he, I, I saw him post something about you guys partnering together, whatnot, maybe three or four months ago or something like that. I don't know if it, he totally I don't was, know if it was official at that point, but.
0: <laughs> it's definitely legal and official. It's, official. it's just, we've been working on this. We, to <laughs> us, we're like, let's get the product right this time. Usually we're like, let's, who cares? Let's market everything. You know? But this time we're like, let's get the product right. And then let's package. Because we don't really need. To promote us as much, I'm not saying there's a lot of your listeners have never heard of us, and that's probably the, of course. Why, why would you? But we don't. We're not. We're not starting from scratch. you know what I mean? We have We've kind of got a, a market engine around that for for uh, visibility. So we said, let's focus on on the the products. That's why our website is still, you know, a years old. working on. <laughs> You know
3: what what I love about this conversation what I love about what I'm hearing is just your ability as a team as 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 a business partner and and as a husband wife partner to say hey you know what let's jump into this let's give it a go and then kind of together know where you're at, know where your head is at, know where your heart is at, and then start something else or put your emphasis some, somewhere else. And I love, Nikolai, that you've sort of realized that BBG, where 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 it was and where you started, isn't where it is today. And you and you recognize that that's okay. And I don't want, I should never have been what it was. And it's meant to be what it is today. And I think that that is the greatest strength of an entrepreneur is to be able to to admit like, okay, I had this idea and, and it was great and I loved it, but now it's Im- Im- morphing into something else. And this is where, where it was supposed to be. And I think that that's a really, really valuable lesson for entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs that are sort of young in their in their journey to know that it's okay your original idea is still valid even if it's not in existence today or even if it looks different today and I think that that is something that oftentimes scares uh, people starting off in this journey what what are your thoughts on that
0: first of all I think anyone listening to this if you are an entrepreneur and you are married to an entrepreneur you should be on this show because like hearing these things makes us feel good i just... <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's like a, a little therapy session. We we have actually you
2: been. Are, you are world. you are now the fourth ones that have said that. Oh, yes, yeah, so really? like all a, of our the cheapest yes, therapy session.
4: have
3: said that this is like therapy for us. So so thank you. <laughs> I th- that's helping us. Maybe we too. should rename
2: the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> four letter words.
0: Chill.
4: It's <laughs> four letters.
0: Ah, anything. I could have just said good. Anyway. No. Why? No.
4: L's they're small. They. Together.
0: Yeah. And I got to wear glasses. So I probably didn't see the second one, but you know, it does feel good because here, here's the thing. And maybe you guys feel the same way is like we have a team right now and they are fantastic. And they, and they know that our weakness is to not see our strengths yeah. and only see where we're lacking. Mm-hmm. And then how do we get better? And they, they constantly say good things to us. But, and it's so
3: important because I think as entrepreneurs, we are blindsided to the good that we do, you know? Even if it's a small thing. I know Mike, I know I'm guilty of that and I'm sure plenty of other entrepreneurs are, but I interrupted you, please, please
0: continue. Oh, I just, I want you guys to know how important it is though because, and, and I can't, maybe we're the only entrepreneurs on, in the world, it sounds like four others though. So, I mean, we're Yeah, there's plenty.
2: We get a bunch more, budget, so there's a lot.
0: <laughs> you know, you, you just focus on what isn't done. I, and I do believe there's yeah. a chemical, I don't say imbalance, but there's a chemical something. With entrepreneurs versus the rest of the world, like why it's so much easier to go and just work for someone else. I mean, hell, I did it for 15 years. Why is this so appealing, this entrepreneurial thing? And and I think it's a thing where you're, you're designed this way or not. But the weakness of a lot of us, including myself, is I don't focus on what we've accomplished, I only focus on we having. Well,
4: you look at your to do list and then you forget to take time and stop and reflect upon where you've been and sometimes even what you've learned. Yeah, so that's you really should you know, block off once a week or something, or even in, even in my planner, I have this and I don't do it necessarily, but it's like, here's the to-dos, but what are the successes also?
2: Absolutely. So you you gotta, you gotta reflect. Yeah.
0: Do you guys do that? Are you, well,
2: you You know, on a good day? Yes. I mean, it's part of my sort of, uh, I guess you could call it the daily routine, if you will. Like when I, when I'm good at it, I'll, I'll, I try to do it daily personally, because I, I do find like, even just from a, like, mental health mental health and like just emotional perspective like myself when I when I do it I feel better like when I actually follow that sort of you know set the intention for the day and then kind of reflect on what you did etc I do better on those days like I've I can I can quantify like okay I actually feel better I feel better about how my day ended kind of thing and then you can do the same thing on a weekly monthly whatever do I do that all the time? No, <laughs> not of close.
3: We do. So with our team, we do Fridays, we have a team meeting and we do right in the beginning. Everyone goes around like ground Robin and we talk about our roses and thorns. Um, you know, what was something good that happened to you this week? What was something that was eh, not so great? Um, and it can be personal, it can be professional. So we we try to do that on a weekly basis with our team. And, and oftentimes, the things that we hear are like, Oh, yeah, that was really good. Oh, I forgot about, you know, sometimes when you're the owner, when you're at the t- when you're the executive team, you don't think about you're thinking big picture, right? Sometimes you're focused on the big picture. You don't see the little micro steps that happen along the way. So that that has been helpful, I think, to us as business owners, and then also for our team to be able to share those, those milestones and, and those things with each other. And it's brought us closer because when there are thorns that happen during the week, which inevitably there are both personally and professionally, we can step in and we can be we can be there for our team in, in those moments when they might need us. And when we don't, you know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know as, 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 a, as, a, as a business owner. You only know how much you ask or how much your team is willing to share. So we try as much as possible to ask the questions, but also give that responsibility and put that onus on our team to say, okay, you guys need to let us know too. So that's that's what we do that, that I find to be very gratifying on a weekly basis. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. I think we've learned so, so, so much about your businesses and everything that you've done and the learnings and and the value that you you bring to one another and to your company and to your stakeholders. It's been wonderful to see you guys work with each other and sort in the context of the podcast and how you guys have shared and grown and shared your story. I think no matter what, we have to have you guys on for another segment to learn about what you guys have are 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 in the precipice of of launching. I think that you guys have shared some really really golden nuggets. We're excited to be able to put this out. Well,
0: first of all, I want to thank you guys for having us on. Yes, it's fun to share this. And like I said, she doesn't get as many opportunities as I do to to have her her voice be heard. And so, thank you for the opportunity. I love the show. This is a great. A- Great show. Like I love it, it I love really the is. Like,
4: I love everything about it. Yeah. We do,
0: we do a lot of these things and like it's always about business, which is cool. But like it's fun to, to bring the, the marriage side into because this is I don't I we didn't think of it as like a unique situation until you guys well you should be on this podcast. It's really rare. And I'm like, I guess it is. <laughs> I love what you guys are doing and I love the fact that you're doing it together.
2: All right. So as we mentioned in the beginning, if you like this episode and you like this conversation make sure you come back on Thursday for part two. We'll have many more insights from Allison and Mikolai. So if you like this, make sure you come back on Thursday. And let us know what you think about the split episode format. We may keep doing this in the future because there's just so much to talk about when it comes to mixing business with pleasure that it's hard to keep the episode short. So let us know what you think. We love talking to couplepreneurs who have built successful businesses. And one of the keys to a successful business is effective marketing. Luckily, Gabby and I run a B2B digital marketing agency called Proofpoint Marketing. Our team specializes in driving profitable revenue for technology and manufacturing companies by diving deep into customer insights. We really strive to understand the customer. We build out the ideal customer profile and personas. And using that, we create highly targeted demand generation and performance marketing campaigns. We are offering a free consultation for our listeners. This isn't just a sales call, and it isn't us simply giving you a canned automated audit report. We are going to do our due diligence prior to the call. The plan is to talk about real marketing issues your organization is facing, and discuss potential solutions. Head on over to proofpoint.marketing and get in touch. We look forward to hearing from you.
1: Thank you for tuning into another episode of Mixing Business with Pleasure. We hope you'll join us next week as we feature another pair of co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.